What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Productivity Lovers Podcast, the podcast about how to become more productive in your work and home environment. The Productivity Lovers Podcast is brought to you by Chris Scrott, a certified professional organizer and deadly, a digital productivity coach. Buckle up and enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of the Productivity Lovers Podcast. Yay! Hi, everybody. <laughs> Hi, Deb. Welcome to another hello. episode. Hello, hello. Always amazing to see you. It is always amazing to see you. Your nails look pretty. Why, thank you. Thank you. I have been making a point of doing the nails because doing the nails makes me feel happy. It's a small thing but it puts a smile on my face and I'm like, Oh, you did a good job with that. Mm. So yeah, I, it is something that I am good at actually. That is really good self-care to get your nails done once in a while. Yeah. It's it's a tiny thing, but it does something for my brain and for my heart. And it puts a smile on my face. So yeah, I'm keeping it up. I like that. I, I, I love that nail polish have come such a long way, right? Like one of my, one of my employees was here a little while ago picking up our computer and she is like, you know, like everybody has like a different nail polish yes. each nail. I was like, yes. why haven't you just every nail the same color? It doesn't happen because, And there's nothing wrong with that ladies or gentlemen or whomever likes to put nail polish on their nails. There's nothing wrong with using the same color on every single nail. However. Not fun. Well, you could find a really fun color to you and that works out, but it is kind of nice to do some blending or get some complimentary colors or some nail art or just something different because goodness, I mean, it's just like another way of having a little bit of fun, right? I polish my own nail. I always do every nail the same color. Old fashioned kind of girl. (laughs) That's all right. I'm sure they look fabulous. I'm sure they look amazing. They do. Can't complain about it. <laughs> so anyway, so what are we talking about today? So today we are talking about, as always, something related to productivity. And today's topic is accountability mm, and how accountability, accountability. Yes, I know you do. And we're going to dig into that. <laughs> <laughs> so today we'll talk about how accountability can impact or affect your productivity and how much you get done. Or if you do what you say you're actually going to do. So before we started recording, you said something rather surprising to me about accountability. I said to you, so, you know, how many accountability groups are you in? I mean, I knew you were in one. Yeah. I know of that one. And then you said, nope, I'm in three. It's actually five. (laughs) And and as it turns out, it's really five. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I'm a little bit of an accountability junkie. I personally find that having accountability keeps me more productive and it keeps me in track. Like when I tell somebody that I'm going to do something, I'm much more likely to actually do it. And the research shows that too, right? So when we read Finish by John Acuff, he talked about that. Like people that the statistics is pretty high. And I want to say it was like 75% of the people that tell somebody that uh, they have a goal are more likely to accomplish that goal than the people that never tell anyone about their goals. So yeah. So saying it out loud to another human being. 
Mm-hmm. So is it yeah. not okay to tell your dog or your cat? You really have to tell another human being. <laughs> you have to tell a person that will keep you accountable. Your dog and okay. your cat will probably not do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So I am in, I have five different accountability relationships and I could also count you as an accountability relationship. So that would make it six. That would be six. That would amazingly be six. I have to agree with you that having another person who is aware of my intentions and aware mm. of my goals helps keep me honest, so to speak. It's not that I'm going to slack off, although sometimes I might. But if I know that I need to show up with certain information to share with you or to give you a report, a progress report about where I am in my, my journey to accomplishing this big, hairy goal or this little tiny goal, I am likely to do it. And I dare say that when you work with your clients as a coach, and when I do the same with my own, we are providing that accountability. That is correct. Yep. I just hadn't considered that you would have been in six different groups, even though you and I are a partnership of just two, but still, but six, it's a lot to keep track of. So how do you navigate that? So, I mean, I feel like, I feel like some of these relationships are different from each other. I think the biggest group I am in is like, I, I coach for bold heart. I also am one of their members in that program. You know, there's 150 people just in the leverage track alone that, you know, we have a lot of different meetings and accountabilities and in programs and things that you can do. So it helps me stay focused on my business. We have quarterly topics and whatnot. So there's a lot of business accountability there. I am on. Okay. I'm in two mastermind groups with other organizers. Woohoo, organizers. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I love my organizing, yes. my organizing peeps. And, and those are, you know, also different. Like one is like, a, you know, it's a little bit more casual. One is a little okay. bit more like business financing oriented. Oh, and wow. we, okay. you know, we show up for each other. We help brainstorm. We help solve problems. During the pandemic, we, you know, we met like on a weekly basis and we talked about like, you know, what is the state of the union? Who is doing what? And because yeah. we are spread out throughout the country, we talked about, you know, the COVID numbers and the protocols and the things yeah. that were happening. And you know, two of the organizers are in California. So we saw the things coming on the pipeline as far as like, you know, requirements by the, you know, by the state and whatnot. So that was gotcha. really helpful to have those conversations with them. I have, you know, one of one of my friends I talk to every day like between 7.30 and eight o'clock in the morning. And did you talk to that friend today? I did, yeah. I, okay. I talked to Robin, Rob and Ivy. We talk every single day. And okay. it's it's rare that we miss our calls, but we have done that for a long time. And, you know, it's, it's helpful to like check in and be like, what are you working on today? And what does that look like? And, you know, what are you doing? And what are you trying to accomplish? And, and well, how can I help you? You know, like we are, she yeah. is very creative. And like her spin on her spin and the way she sees their perspective is completely different than mine. I'm very structured and linear and like, yeah. you know, task driven. And so sometimes she's like, how would I break up this project? And I can just like, I'd be like, this is how I see it happening. And then I'm like, I don't know how to make this more you know, interesting. <laughs> and then she gives me tips on how to do that. So it's very collaborative in all, in all kinds of ways. And then I, I have my, that. I know. And then I have my sister who's my business partner at Organizing Maniacs. Hey, Vanessa. Hey, Vanessa. 
<laughs> and we talk about, you know, like we talk about business things and what are we doing? You know, who's doing what, where, and, you know, we're checking in regularly almost on a daily basis about the business. So it just, it feels to me like all of these accountabilities are important. I'm a verbal processor. So I find it yes. really helpful that when I'm having these conversations with people, I'm also problem solving in my brain and how I'm going to go about getting them done. And okay. in that process, I feel like it just feels really helpful to talk through it, help me organize the tasks and what needs to get accomplished. And then I can go and implement what needs to be implemented. It's not always a perfect science, but to me, right. it's really helpful to, to be accountable. Like I will never work out on my own without you know, a trainer. <laughs> like I've tried that. And it just doesn't, doesn't work. work. And I think being productive for me requires external accountability. So that's just the way it works best. So if you were my client, mm-hmm. I would probably want to know how you're tracking. So not just only tracking your groups and you know where you need to be when and all of that, but how you're tracking your milestones, how are you making sure that you're hitting the mark? Is there an app or a tech tool that you're using, like say a Basecamp or even Evernote? Is there something that you are using? Because, you know, I would recommend something if you were my client. <laughs> I know that's, you know, that you wouldn't be you if you didn't say what tech tool are you using for that? I know. <laughs> and the truth is, is that I use my good old like paper and pen. <laughs> so it's very low tech, but it yeah. works. But it you works. know, it, like, so my bold heart, which is probably my biggest business accountability, right? We have these quarterly topics we're working on. And during the quarterly meetings, we create project plans and it's all written on paper. I write mine mm-hmm. on paper. So I just kind of draw them out. And then there are task lists that go with it. And then basically I just track them my, my piece of paper. It's not, you know, it's not big science. And I think okay. after owning a business for 15 years, I feel yes. like, I feel like much more in a groove than I have ever before. Okay. You know, so I, I do engage with other people in other ways that have their own ways of tracking. And I just follow up with it. Like, you know, okay. my bold heart people use, use Slack and the sun okay. is attached to it. So there's yes. a way to track things in there. Personally, I just really, I have tried a lot of tech tools and I just, I mean, I love Asana. I think of all of the tech tools that I have used to help me manage projects, that was probably the best one. That's the best one. And I don't know if it's because, you know, when you complete a whole bunch of tasks, it just gives you a beautiful unicorn across your screen. That's like the best part. Are you kidding? That is the best part of accomplishing (laughs) things. That's worth the price of admission right there. The unicorn. (laughs) It was like such a genius invention, Asana. I agree. Uh, so I way to go love. Asana people. And, you know, you and I have Jada who helps us with the podcast yes. and she's using Trello, which I also, you know, yes. I follow. And we're also using Google Docs and Google Sheets mm-hmm. when, especially when we're collaborating on things. Yeah. So, yeah. So are there other tech tools that you would recommend your clients to use for accountability? So for accountability in terms of the conversations and what we're doing, if for me to track tasks, so are we tracking a project or are we tracking tasks in isolation? I guess I would try to figure that part out. But I really, really, really love Basecamp because it's one of those where you can, I can look and see what's on Chris's plate. I don't have to call Chris. I don't have to text Chris. I don't have to email Chris. I can go straight to Basecamp. 
And if you're on the same team or the same project, I can see exactly what it is you're working on. Mm-hmm. I can see your deadlines and I can talk to you inside of Basecamp. Yes. So I really, really love that. So to track team, so keep our team accountable, right? More than one person. Yeah. I love that. Evernote now has a new task uh, management uh, feature attached to it where you can also assign a task to someone else, which I think is brilliant. It is brilliant. A little behind the curve there. Well, but hey, it's better late than never. So I love, love, love it. They're, you know, moving along with us. I'm sure it was a feature request in the past and here it is back again. So kudos to you guys over at Evernote. Love, love, Love it. I love AnyDo. My friend Chris Kim Ozer talked to me about AnyDo way, way back when. And yeah, in the beginning a, of AnyDo time. Is, <laughs> it was wonderful. Still is wonderful. You can also assign tasks inside of AnyDo. It is a task manager, not a project management tool. What is and the difference I, between a task manager and a project <laughs> management tool? So tasks you might be tracking in isolation don't require some of the other features that a project management tool might have. You know, a task manager could just be a simple checklist, right? Of all the things you need to get done, you put a date at the top and you check them off as you go along. So simple, basic. Whereas a project management tool usually involves other people. Sometimes it's other vendors, other freelancers. It could be people in a department using it. So and it will have more robust features like a calendar feature. Although any data also has that. So there you go. Hmm. So, you know, tools, I think the people who develop them are realizing that they want to grow with the user. Mm-hmm. So even if the user is starting out with just simple task management, they may grow into a three, four person team that yeah. might need something a little bit robust. So you'll see that sometimes they'll add on features or have plans that grow with you as you grow. So you may need a basic now and then you know, lead into like a premium or an enterprise version. So yeah. I love that developers are really thinking about it in that way. And it makes sense because then it, you keep that user around, right? Those are just some of the tools that I like and that I love. But I do want to circle back because I'm sure that people who are listening may be thinking, well, maybe I need an accountability partner. Or oh, yeah, for sure. Group. Like, should I join one? Where do I find them? Mm. So where would one go to find an account. I mean, you can't go to like Etsy and buy one. Like, where do you go to find an accountability partner? Oh, yeah. So that's a really good question. Where do you go to find accountability? I have to say, for me, it depends what what is the purpose of your accountability, right? So I would say, depending on what your goal is, that's where you should kind of go find an accountability. A bold heart Basically, that is what they sell, right? They're, they're helping businesses create systems and grow their team. And one of the huge benefit is that we also do that, that through a community of other people doing the same thing. So if you are struggling in any way, shape or form about your growth, then there are other people that are probably on the exact same boat. And I don't know about you, but like whenever I read something in a book, I'm like, oh, they wrote this in a book. For me. <laughs> there must be more people with the same problem. I can't be the same one. So I immediately feel normal, right? If I'm oh, sure. something in a sure. book, I feel like, okay, I'm not the only person that has this problem. And I think having a community of account- accountability partners 
is important for that. It normalizes that yes. you're not crazy, insane, or like doing something wrong. But I think, you know, if you, so if you want a community like that is probably one, but there are thousands of others, depending on, sure. you know, I, I met the girl that started Unicorn University a oh, long time really? ago. Yeah. Unicorn, and oh, wow. Unicorn okay. University is just a place where you go to just be uniquely accepted for who you are. You know, Love so it. that is a community of women just trying to, I don't know, to be rambly, I guess, or just <laughs> sparkly or just to be fun. Right. So they're like to stand of, out. Right. Yeah. There's, out. Yeah, yeah. I never thought about it that way, but yeah, yeah. To stand out. So I'm sure that depending on what you're interested in or what do you, you know, what business you need, there are plenty of communities available. My two other masterminds came from NAPO, which is the National mm-hmm. Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals that we yes. belong to. And, and basically there are women in the same industry that I'm in, right? So I wanted to be with people that had similar problems or similar, you know, business styles or similar employee structure. So I went and kind of like, you know, I did go and gather, I gathered one person. I was like, Hey, you want to start a mastermind? And she was like, sure. And then I went and gathered another person. I was like, yeah, we are going to start a mastermind. Do you want to join? That's a great point. So yes, you can go look for a community that's already established, or mm-hmm. you can just look within your arm's length, right? The people that you talk to yeah. on a regular basis or, or that you see at events or at meetings, or, you know, maybe it is a good friend of yours where, who has great ideas or different ideas than you do. Because it often helps to have a different perspective, right? Yes. So when when we are working with our coaching clients, we are offering that alternative perspective or looking at and saying, yes, you actually know what? The way you're thinking is right, but have you thought about maybe just shifting so slightly this way and thinking about yeah. it a little differently? So look to your own community, right? Look mm-hmm. to the people that you talk to the most, your friends, there might be a mentor or a coach that you've worked with in the past that might be really helpful for what you're trying to do now. So. I guess I would say, don't make it harder than it has to be. No, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be, you know, I mean, I have been in accountability relationships with uh, people and the the bare minimum the last seven or eight years, because I feel like I need that, you know, I need to verbally process that information for me to just kind of move forward. That's really super helpful for me. And I have known that like when I was when I was in college, I was the person that started study groups in my class. Oh, so this is this is like old hat to you. That's an extension of it, right? Because I learned better with people. So I would seek, yeah. you know, and of course I would seek out people that I want when I liked and two that were smart, smarter than yes. me, right? Because I'd be like, okay, I can learn from you when I can't learn from my professor. Perfect. I love that. Someone that you can, or a group of people that you can learn from. So I think that as you're thinking about, if you're thinking about finding an accountability partner or a mastermind group, think about people that you could learn from. And also what can you share of yourself to help them too? Because it's a, it's a partnership, right? It's a commitment to everyone in the group. So I I really, I really think that's a a great starting point looking for looking in your own community. And we didn't decide, I mean, like we didn't do this podcast thinking about starting our own community, but at some point you and I should start our own community, right? I think you're onto something there, Miss Chris. I think we should start a community of people that are productivity lovers, whether you're succeeding at it or whether you're struggling with it. I think that at some point, like that would be helpful for our listeners or to, to our friends or to the people that we support our clients. Yes. Um, I, I, I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you at all. In fact, I'm, 
adding it to my list. Watch, see, pen, <laughs> adding it to the list right now. Putting right it in now. the parking lot. Hey, you're becoming my part, my accountability partner on this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. So that's another part of it too, is writing down these goals, mm-hmm. saying them out loud to someone. And then help, you know, sort of mapping out the steps and maybe not all the steps, but at least the very next step that you're going to take and what you're going to do. So if somebody new were to come to you today, Chris, and say, what are the top three things you have gained from being in a mastermind or being an accountability partner for someone else or being on the receiving end of that? What would be those three main benefits? I think the one main benefit is to just feeling like I'm not alone. Okay. I feel like the community is really important to me because a lot of the times I have cried under my desk wondering like, what the hell Mm -hmm. am I doing and why am I doing this? And there has got to be a better way to do this. And I didn't know any better, right? So seeking other people, they're like, oh yeah, I just had that problem last week. Let me help you solve it. Okay. It feels like really helpful. I think I've become much more strategic about Mm. my time in my business. So accountability helps me stay focused on these big rocks and big projects that normally I just be like, you know, spending my time looking at emails and cleaning out my inbox that inbox zero. It's really (laughs) jam packed a lot, right? Yeah. I don't have thousands of emails in there, but it gets enough. And I think the third one I would say is you know, I have grown, I have grown a business in a way that is very also strategic. Yes. And I probably wouldn't have been able to do that all on my own. I, I think of myself as smart, but I don't think that like, sometimes I don't know. I don't know what to ask. You know, I don't know what I don't know. So being in these mastermind with other women and all of my masterminds are with women. There are no, there are no dudes there. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, dudes. But I think like being with all of these smart women has given me perspective that, you know, I didn't know what I didn't know, or I didn't know what I needed to read, or I didn't know what to ask. So they have added this enrichment to, to the process and it's focused. Like it's focused, you know, like my 30 day daily call is fairly focused on whether it's professional or personal, it's focused. Like we're talking about the topic, getting it out there and moving on. Yes. Forces you into decision-making. So I think one question that I I would ask is like, what are the three things to look for on good partnerships and accountability? I'm going to be, um, I don't know if you have insight into that. I know I have Um, my own. But you know, I think if you're going to partner with someone, it helps if you, if you like the other person. Mm, I know it sounds really basic, right? Mm, I mean, I would think that you would reach out to someone that you like and enjoy talking to and listening to, because Mm -hmm. again, it's a partnership. So, you know, you just as you would, when you're taking on a new client, you're, you're assessing fit, right? Not, can I help this client get from point A to point B? That certainly is a, as a consideration, do I have the tools and the knowledge to help this client, but is it a good fit? Do we fit? Can we talk? Is this person open to learning and learning from me and working with me? So Liking the other person and assessing fit, I think is, is a good thing. Yep. I think also considering timing, you know, do you have the bandwidth? Do you have the, the kind of a schedule that will allow for these kinds of regular, consistent conversations? And are you the type of person that enjoys that group, collaborative, networking, working sort of situation? Because 
you know, there are times even for myself where I, I don't want anyone to talk to me. I don't ask me any questions. I want to be right here. I want to put my head down. I want to get to work. And then there are other times when I'm like, oh, come on, everybody come in, come talk to me right now. You know, so knowing kind of your style and who you are and how you learn best, because to your point, you're talking about growing and growth, not just for your company, but for yourself personally. You know, what are those things that need to be in place to help you do that and, and sort of become an even better version of who you were yesterday? Because that's who we're really that's what the, that's where the change is. Right? We're not trying to be like company X or entrepreneur B out there. We're trying to be our, the best version of ourselves yes. and to get from, you know, as we journey on this path to become that, the, the best person we can be and to hit those milestones and to reach those goals. So those are a couple of things. I hope I answered the question. Those no, I think those are great. Yeah. Those would all be the things that I would say. Yeah. Cause you know, that much accountability is not for the introvert. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, although you could be, you, maybe you're in a group of, with other introverts or sort of an ambivert who can turn it on and off and still have that kind of energy that you need. I love talking about energy and as it relates to productivity and when you should schedule your big tasks, but think about energy too with this. I mean, you could have some big personalities in your group. Or you might have some sort of more quiet, you know, sort of stay in the background kind of people. And what, you know, is that going to work? What will give you the best results? So to give it some thought, this isn't a, you know, it's a commitment. It's not this. It is a commitment. commitment. So to think that through a bit. Yeah, I think that was one thing that I was going to say as we wrap up is that, you know, ultimately, I do make a commitment to all of those people to show up. Yes. And that's really important because you can't have accountability in a group if everybody doesn't show up. So I take that. I take that seriously. And absolutely uh, put it on the calendar. Mm-hmm. If it's important to you, stick it on the calendar and, and yep. show up. Right. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. So I hope that, you know, somebody learned something from the accountability junkie that, <laughs> that I am. And oh, I, I would, that is an appropriate title for you, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, I have an addictive personality to multiple things. So <laughs> doesn't, I, I understand my, you know, my shortcomings and I am working on them. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you are listening and you have an accountability partner or have a coach or a mentor or you're part of a mastermind, tell us how that's working or what you would change. Or if you're thinking about becoming a member of a group like that, we'd love to to hear your thoughts on it, reach us at productivitylovers.com and everywhere on all the socials at Productivity Lovers. Yeah. And I, I think like also, what is your most favorite benefit from being, that was such a great question that what yeah. is your most favorite benefit of being part of an accountability relationship, but what are you getting from it? Would be curious to like to know. So tell us, tell us, tell us, <laughs> tweet us. <laughs> All of it. Tweet Deb. I don't tweet. Tweet me. I'll tell her after. <laughs> I'll She'll take the screenshot the, and share it. She'll with her. give me the summary at the end of the call. Anyway, thanks everybody for joining us for another episode of the Productivity Lovers Podcast. We're really having a good time. Yes, we are. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Productivity Lovers Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. 
please be sure to subscribe so that you get notified when we upload a new productivity podcast. For more tips and notes from the show, check us out at productivitylovers.com. Talk to you soon.